Adventure Seekers, welcome. Jedi, Ninja, and Wizards Tolerated. Welcome to Episode 27. And today, we have a very special haiku by Sensei, followed with our top story. But for now, the haiku, entitled, Natal Day, Sweet Potato Pie, Lungs Filling Up with Water, Pre-Birth Memory. Now it's time for today's quote. Maturity is achieved when a person accepts life as full of tension. Joseph L. Lieberman. Maturity was a topic of conversation today with Leoto James Williams of Namiru Heho. I really appreciated receiving a phone call from him on my birthday. It's hard to quantify the impact that has for a martial artist. It's like having a guy who plays in a garage band receive a call from Elvis. Well, maybe not Elvis. He's dead, you know. I don't care how many pictures people produce of Elvis at a 7-Eleven or in a trailer park. It's been years since that last group of sightings, and either he's dead or Tommy Lee Jones was correct in the original Men in Black movie, and Elvis is not dead, but he's just gone back home. I guess by this point, you've already ascertained that the top story is about maturity and birth. And speaking of birth, happy birthday to Judd Hauser. I knew you wanted to be born on my birthday, but they wouldn't let you out, in time at least. That reminds me, if any of you have children or birthdays yourself, not everybody has one, I guess. Oh wait, I've been informed everybody does have one. Well, If you have one and you want a shout-out, make sure you drop me an email ahead of time, as I do record these prior to the release date. Either that or we can give you a belated birthday. Lots of people seem to have those. As this is being recorded before Thanksgiving, I will wish you all a belated Happy Thanksgiving, and hopefully by this point you have worked off some of that turkey and pumpkin pie and mashed potatoes and stuffing. As a kid, I always thought stuffing was named for what you do to yourself, but that was before I was exposed to the atrocities that were performed on the bird. Likewise, in a preemptive move, I'll wish everyone a Merry Christmas. By the time this is released, it should be just before Christmas. Now it's time to be moving on with AJNW weather. Well, by now, I expect all of the cold to have settled in. That is, unless the Farmer's Almanac has a surprise for us that I've not read yet. Now we move on to AJNW traffic. I've been told by FedEx and UPS drivers and the like that if you haven't finished your Christmas shopping, there's always a chance that it can be delivered by next year. In related news, Santa might be running late because of several of the reindeer were involved in a hunting accident. Nothing serious, I hear, but it's said that Rudolph's nose isn't the only thing that's red this year. Okay, let's look over at sports and see what AJNW Sports has in store for us. Today's beach volleyball has been canceled. Also, the Alaskan swim team meet has been delayed. If you want to watch, you can get half off of your ticket price if you bring an ice pick. Now it's time for... Q&A with Sensei. Today's top questions are all about bike packing. Sensei wants everyone to 
realize that bike packing is nothing more than primitive camping or backpacking, with the exception of instead of carrying a pack on your back, you carry it on your bike. As with all primitive camping and backpacking, you want to keep your burden light even on a bike. While the frame of the bike is carrying all the load, you still have to pedal. Please remember there are only three major components that you have to prepare for when bike packing. That is, other than having a bike, you want to bring along a head, a bed, and a place to be fed, which simply means what you would usually carry in your bathroom, your first aid kit, your medicines, your towel, washcloth, toothbrush, those type of things, and of course, uh, TP. If you're out in the boonies, probably going to have to dig a hole, maybe burn it, and, or pack it out. Of course, there's always a chance, depending on the bike trail that you're taking, that you'll be able to find a gas station or a restaurant open that you could utilize while you're picking up your meal. That is, if COVID restrictions are lifted by that point. And of course, your first aid kit should also include first aid for your bicycle especially the tires. Moving on to the bed section, you'll need a tent or a hammock that you're going to camp in, a sleeping bag, and maybe a bivy bag if you're not going to rely on a hammock or a tent. That will save a lot of weight. Then when it comes to a place to be fed, that's pretty much up to you, but dehydrated meals are a lot easier if you just have to add boiling water. They're also a lot lighter, and of course you'll need something to boil the water in, and probably a pump to filter the water if you're getting it from streams. All of these can be contained in dry bags that you strap onto the handlebars, the frame of the bike, and even underneath the saddle of your bike. Or you can get specialized saddle bags, frame bags, uh, handlebar bags, and maybe even a top tube bag. Also, you might want to consider bringing along a solar charger to keep your phone and other electrical devices that you bring along, like a flashlight or a pad, powered up. Now it's time for AJNW News Human Interest Story. As previously noted, it was my birthday this past week, and I realized that I've already had more birthdays than I'm possibly ever going to have again. I want to send a special thank you to my wife who made a sweet potato pie for me on my natal day. And in celebration of my birth, I peed on my doctor. Well, at least on the first birthday, not on this last one. You know, that might be inappropriate. Although as the years pass, my doctors inform me that there's a distinct possibility of that happening again. I see it's time for us to return to our Jace Lee No Agenda story, which is number five in sequence of the Mystic Dreamwalker series. I hope everyone is enjoying these little introductions to my stories, and I appreciate having the practice here on my podcast in case I ever make the plunge and go ahead and decide to record these with my own voice, or if I should wait until I can afford to hire someone else to do it. You get to vote, so email me. There's multiple ways of getting in contact with me from my webpage or from any of my social media pages. That reminds me of a poem I loved in my youth. I know my voice ain't no star, but 
I don't mind it, because I'm behind it. It's the folks in front that get the jar. So, let me know if you find my voice jarring or suitable for this line of work. My wife finds it soothing, because she always falls asleep when I'm talking to her. And all these years, I just thought it was my personality. We now begin where we left off with Jace Lee No Agenda. The man in the white hat watched as the cruiser proceeded on down the street to the next light, where it paused briefly as the traffic light turned red. The cruiser briefly indicated a right-hand turn and then disappeared out of sight. Jace Lee, adjusting his cowboy hat as he made his way across the street to a small five-story hotel building, which he entered. He was certain that the officers would be returning shortly with some other reason to harass him. He recognized that Officer T. Powell had the kind of temperament that would just be itching for a fight, and he had no desire to continue. After all, he'd been walking all day, as he had been doing for the last four months. It was the same routine, walking until he was hungry or tired. Whichever need arose first, he addressed it only to repeat it the following day. What he did during his walks and what he did during his nights was to work on his moving meditation and his dream meditation. He mainly stopped at whatever hotel or motel was convenient, but occasionally he would camp out alongside the roadway, even though he never carried any camping gear. He also didn't carry any luggage, but he would stop at department stores and buy whatever clothing he needed fresh off the rack. When he showered and changed at his hotel, he would just leave behind the old clothing. He also never carried a credit card with him, but he would periodically stop at a bank and give his account number so that he had close to $500 in cash on him at any given time. He seldom bothered replenishing his cash on hand until he got down to his last $100, or he was going through an area that didn't have the banking sources that he normally utilized. Jace Lee was already in his room and taking a shower by the time the cruiser with Officer Mendez and Officer T. Powell rolled around the block looking for him. After a few moments, they gave up on trying to find him and continued on their way looking for the next individual that seemed out of place. Chapter 2. Phone Home The operator repeated her question, asking if Adam Walker would accept the charges. Adam rolled over in bed and nudged his wife, Jade, as he handed her the phone. Jade was accustomed to sleeping light because of her previous occupation. She quickly threw back the blankets on her side of the bed as she slid her feet into her awaiting slippers. Standing up, she opened her closet door and retrieved a robe to stave off the goosebumps from the chilly Swiss air. Who did you say it was? She asked her husband as she was waiting for the operator to make the connection. It's your brother, said Adam. It was a little early in the morning, but it wouldn't be long before sunrise, so Adam decided to put on his robe and start the morning coffee. There was little chance that they would be going back to sleep after this phone call anyway. Jace periodically called just to check in and see how they were doing, and to let them know what he was up to and where he was located. He had been living a nomadic life ever since he left Switzerland for the USA. Jace had started on the west coast working his way eastward, 
Even though he felt he was coming to a change in his life, he still had been trying to make a transition to dreaming like the other dreamwalkers. But he was still trying to maintain his odd skills and abilities. And this, of course, meant he still wasn't sleeping like normal people among other unusual aspects of training. Before he left Switzerland, his brother-in-law, Adam, had noticed that Jace had begun to take catnaps on a regular basis. Adam had thought that just maybe Jace was changing and becoming more human. Adam hoped so. He was sure Jace would burn himself out if he kept up his old training. Having power like that, he thought was certain to fry the circuits eventually. After careful consideration, Jade and Adam had decided to settle down and do something different for a change. Neither one of them had any desire to work in the espionage field any longer. It didn't seem to matter if it was industrial espionage for the private sector or government work. Everything seemed to overlap, and it was impossible to tell who the good guys were most of the time. They spent six months getting their heads back on straight, and after that they decided to open up a fitness center. Jade had stayed on and helped them get everything organized. They had even installed a spring floor which Adam and Jace taught Aikijutsu three nights a week. These classes had never been their main source of their business, but they had begun to see an increase in this sector as word of mouth was their prime advertisement. These classes had been just as important to Adam and Jace as any type of therapy they could have taken. It wasn't long before Jade had decided to investigate this martial art. She found that she was enjoying the practicality of it so much more than what she had previously learned as a kid back in the orphanage. She found that there was a large carryover in many of the skills and drills that they practiced, but there was something about this art that her brother was teaching that gave it a special sense of wonder. Adam and Jace had continued to train together constantly, even before they had opened up the fitness center, and she was very pleased with how fast her husband had progressed under her brother's tutelage. She knew that she had made the right choice in marrying this young widower, and she could see that she was having a beneficial effect on him as well. As time had gone by, they seemed less and less morose, although there were still times when he would be sad as he remembered his lost wife and unborn daughter. This was generally when a particular song came on the radio. Whenever the first strands of the music sounded, her husband quickly changed the channel. Or, if they were out somewhere, he would make an excuse and step out of the room. After the first few times, she realized what was going on, and she always accompanied him, taking his hand as they strolled together. Jade had also started teaching a women's self-defense class, but that had not gone well as most of the women that came had not been prepared for the intensity with which Jade practiced her craft. This class was eventually turned into a fitness kickboxing group, and they had a rotating roster of women teaching the class. Most of the courses taught at the center were from individual contractors renting out space to teach a combination of interests from yoga to various martial arts. They also had a few massage therapists that would bring in a massage chair on a daily basis 
to provide their customers with a nice rubdown after their workout. The medically licensed massage therapist kicked back a small percentage for the privilege of utilizing their facilities. The juice bar was also a good source of income for the fitness center. Their prime source of income was from people utilizing the weights and training equipment made available to them for a monthly fee. The truth be told, he was trying to establish an emotional base for some place to call home, and there was no better spot in his mind than with his sister and her new husband, a man who had proven himself to be a good friend to both of them. They all received a stipend from the corporation Xander Davidson had set up, and this steady source of income took most of the apprehension out of starting up a new business. They started off with a lease on a two-bedroom apartment not far from where they opened up their fitness center, and after the first year in business, they were already breaking even. By this time, it was abundantly clear to Jace that they no longer needed his support. Adam's Akijujutsu was sufficient to run the school, and Xander Davidson and Tim Collins both had come over from the U.S., at various times for teaching special seminars to help get things going. They, of course, gave their students, Jace, Adam, and now Jade, intensive lessons in the art of dreamwalking. Jace was trying to cross a plateau with his particular affinity with moving water. He thought a pilgrimage of sorts would help him reach another level. He had been at for quite some time, and he was nearing his 25th birthday. He had made his way two-thirds of the way across the country and was heading into the southwest to avoid the rapidly approaching fall. Well, we will have more of this next time. Until then, contact me and let me know what you think. My email is rand at rand-lawrence and my webpage www.rand-lawrence.com. I highly recommend martial art instruction. Everything I do has been influenced by the martial arts. I have no weapons, but a weapon can be made. Knowledge of her power. Tokushi Kimpo. Keep following your dreams.